Welcome to Bleached, a podcast for real ass hairdressers. I'm Caleb Bosher. And I'm Sid Sharice. And we are Destroy, Destroy the, the Hairdresser. Good morning, Sid. Hi, Caleb. You didn't notice the snow outside? Of course I did. And you love the snow? Yeah. I'm not a snow person. No, because you grew up in the snow and I grew up in the pits of hell in Florida. <laughs> and so I am excited for this weather and I love this coldness and... Uh, yeah, I run. His bedroom overlooks our street, so I run into his room. That's how I woke up this morning. Was Sid running into my room and towards the window? I thought something had happened outside. Well, my view is the city, but either. it's so up high, and there wasn't a lot of like snow on the ground. And I, but I saw it. And yours has like the cars, and you know. She she wanted to make sure that you knew that her bedroom overlooked the city. Yep. And mine looked over. That's a street. It's the most expensive. But so, what have you been doing this week? Actually, I haven't been doing anything super creative like I thought I was going to be doing. Which feels good sometimes. It really does. I've actually been focusing hardcore on uh, DTH and um, kind of catching up my students into the new year and I'm really excited. So like we we had a really cool brainstorming session this morning. Yeah, with Kate, our blogger who we talk about all mm-hmm. the time, but we're actually going to start something new. Yeah. We're going to start recording our brainstorming sessions so that you guys, whether you're a salon owner or a hairdresser, can hear how we, we do it. how we brainstorm. Because I know that's a huge thing with creative people is that they they want to brainstorm, they want other people to talk to, they want to collaborate with people. So we're just going to let you hear how we do it, and also hopefully it'll start some conversations. Mm-hmm. You guys can email us and be part of the brainstorming. So that'll be coming out really soon. Yeah, because I think people put too much like energy into brainstorming. Like, we started our brainstorming with like. A video on Facebook that I found this morning that was hilarious. Of a polar bear tripping on ice. It was, it was so great. It was wonderful. I should look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Not a real polar bear. No, it was a, that would have been a guy sad. in a mascot costume. But <laughs> um, but it it sparked conversation, which sparked into new conversation, which, you know, mm-hmm. turned into our We're actually, and... it sparked into the conversation of Kate wanting to interview um, a group of hairdressers from Moscow called Hairfucker. Mm-hmm. And... They're so They're rad. so cool. You should look them. Was it hairfucker.com? Yeah. But it's F-C-K-R. Yeah, it's spelled. There's no. And you can change the language on their website so that you can actually read what you're navigating. Because at first we were like just blindly clicking. Yeah. And then we were like, oh. But Kate was so cute. She's like, I really want to interview them. And she's like, but there's one problem. And we said, what's the problem? She said, they don't speak any English. So we're trying to hire. If anyone out there speaks Russian. <laughs> we're hiring a translator to do this Help interview brother out. because they're really cool they're a really cool group of people and they're really interested in talking to us it's just that we can't talk to them speaking of kate the hairbrained uh video awards um are coming up in march and we're actually sending her to the awards to kind of be our behind the scenes uh she's kind of doing some covert action yeah she's gonna be Interviewing people, she's going to be doing mainly Instagram she's Live. She's doing an Instagram takeover. Yeah. And it's going to be so cool because if anybody out there has met Kate, she is so animated and hilarious. And I actually can't wait to watch these streams mm-hmm. of videos. And if anyone's met me, I would just shut down. We, unfortunately, have extreme social cannot go. Like that. Uh, I have a shoot that weekend and you have Josh Groban. I am. So yeah, I'm booked with him all the time now. And you have Shmosh Mobin. Shmosh Mobin. And, and actually, that's what I've been doing this week is mm-hmm. he's been doing interviews yeah, you've for been busy. the Broadway show that he's on. And we just did an interview with NYC Go, which was really cool. They're like the... Two- They're really cool. I follow them on Twitter. You do? Mm-hmm. I've, I've never... Well, it gives me a lot of New York updates. Yeah. Like they are the tourist, like the tourism 
like side of uh, New York, it, like the Welcome to New York and the We Love New York and I Love New York and all those things blah, you blah, see blah, around, blah, blah. They, yeah. they create all that. So he's going to... They did the really cool ones um, in JFK. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but in JFK, like when you're coming out, like when you first get off the plane, it's Ninja Turtles. And it's like them in New York being like, pizza, bro. Or like, you know, <laughs> and it's like, but it's all based in New York because that's really love weird. The Ninja I Turtles. love the Ninja Turtles. So like I or took snapshots most, of them and sent them to my mom. Well, like, well, as most girls when they're growing up, like dolls and pretty things, no. which is completely sexist, and I understand. I that, was into Legos, Jurassic Park, and um, Ninja Turtles, hardcore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And hardcore. so was my brother. Really? And you and my brother get along really well, so that's, that's kind of one why. of the things. We're also the same age, so that helps. <laughs> He's thirty six. I'm not his age at all because I'm totally <laughs> twenty one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then again, we're gearing up for New Orleans for the Bayou Saint Bond event with the Left Brain Group. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be speaking there. So if you haven't gotten your I don't even know if it's still available to get tickets. No, I, they were really close to sold out, um, I know, right before the holidays. So go to theleftbraingroup.com to get your tickets. Maybe if it is sold out, we can get you a little, like, hookup Ooh, and get you in. Perhaps. But you should go. It'll be a really cool don't time. Don't promise them that. I know. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> you'll, we'll just put you in our entourage and yeah, sneak you exactly. in. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a great time with industry leaders, really cool people. We love all of them. We and actually have one of them here today. Uh-huh. We have Dre Donahue. She is in our little studio apartment. Well, not really studio apartment. It's just a, it's actually really big. It's actually a really big apartment. <laughs> uh, but she's here with us, and she, we wanted to – she's a student of Destroy the Hairdresser, and she's doing some really cool stuff in education, one-on-one -on -one, um, salon uh, training sessions where she comes to you. But she's starting a new concept uh, where she's doing online classes because there's a lot of people that want to take classes from her. That can't. So and she, she is one woman. She cannot do it all, but she wants to give it all. <laughs> She's like us. So she has taken over the digital world as well. And which created, is coming. Which yeah. is coming. It's not here yet, right? Yes. Yeah, so come a little closer. It's okay. Good morning. Good morning. Mm -hmm. So you traveled all the way a couple blocks down the street. I did. I took my five minute Uber ride this morning. <laughs> <laughs> which is so nice and convenient. Um, but tell us more about. Um, your educate like how you're doing your education. You'd mainly do cutting. You only do cutting. No, I do cutting and styling. You said cutting and styling. Yeah. So I have a studio in the East Village where I do private classes. Um, but I come from educating for a really long time. I worked at Tom Wall and I traveled with them for about five years straight. Um, so I'm used to traveling as well and I love to be in salon um, and work in other people's spaces as well. So I do that and then I do private classes in my studio. Um, and then video classes That's that are coming out. Outlet, which I'm super excited. About. Super cool. And, you know, I'd only, she focuses a lot on dry cutting. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really unique that that's the environment that she's created in her space. And, like, there is no shampoo bowl. And so I love well, that. Well, there is now, right? Well, there is now. But I've worked in the past. I have with no two shampoo previous right. spaces yeah. with that one. Yeah. And I love that idea that she created this environment that she wanted to have and how she wanted to feel. And that's. That's the environment she created with her clients. Yeah, it's beautiful. funny. Have you ever had anyone, because I just do cutting as well, um, and I have had experiences where I've been in a place where we have a shampoo bowl, but I tell them I'm not shampooing, mm -hmm. and they're upset about it. Yeah, I mean, I think because I, I would forget once in a while to tell them I didn't have one. and <laughs> To tell them don't come in dirty as fuck. <laughs> yeah, wash your hair. So that, for, for a couple people, is really unexpected, but the way that I explain it is that it's really important um, for me to see the movement that's happening in the hair and see the direction that it's coming from at the root. And 
I feel like sometimes when it's sopping wet, it's too much and it's too heavy. So and you have no idea how it's gonna sit when it dries. Yeah, mess. Yeah. So that that's kind of my the reason behind it. But then if somebody is like super gross and dirty, (laughs) but all of a sudden you you're like, get the fuck out! (laughs) We're gonna do everything. (laughs) There's a shower. We're gonna delice this. She was telling us a really cool story before we started about when you started. And um, it was about a space that you had when you were doing, tell us a little bit about that, about the bridal. Yeah, well, we, when I decided um, to kind of step away from working at a big salon at Bumble when I was teaching for them, um, I knew I wanted something a lot smaller and more private. So we were looking for studio spaces that were actually really tiny, like 350 square feet. Oh, man. Um, and you, <laughs> you can actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's surprising what you could fit into the Yeah. Um, so the first space that I was in was a shared artist space. So we were in with a bunch of painters. Um, we were in with a bunch of graffiti artists, which was interesting because they were like smoking weed and like drinking, and like <laughs> the bathroom situation was not cute. Oh. So it was like, yeah, yes. come with you and your mother to come like get your bridal trial <laughs> and day of your life. <laughs> Which that it was kind of. I think they thought it was cool though, because oh, it was it. like Lori's Lori's side. It was like, oh, this is like an studio. I'm like, oh yeah, we can smoke weed. <laughs> so they kind of. It's like, like you panic inside, but you play it off as like, yeah. thank God for movies and making that seem so cool. Yeah, it's true. It's as true. a professional, I'd be like sweating. Like, how did you? How did you get started in the industry? I got started. I was. I'm from Ohio, so I was working Ooh. at a salon in Ohio, um, and I would get. My, the salon owner would send me to classes. We have a lot of people from Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, there are a lot of Ohio people. Um, and you were just doing, you've always done cutting, or did you come to that? Because I think there's a lot of people out there that work right now in salons that are doing both, and they really don't want to do both. They hate it. Yeah, I started doing both. Um, and then when I decided to move to New York to work at Bumble, it was you decided. You yeah. decided either cut or color because the apprenticeship is so long for yeah. both. Um, so, yeah, I, I just knew, like, cutting was more my direction. My attention span is a little too short. Yep. To exactly. I'm the same. Yeah. Like, I, when I start a cut, I already have the finished result. I have the whole thing in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I do it, and then I want to be done with it. Whereas, like, you're a colorist. Yeah, I love the process. you love the whole, like, I have I the finished hand- result, but I love the journey to get there because it's funny with color. It's like, I have this idea at the end, and... But it always changes. Always changes. And because everything waiting in between time, is so predictable. The waiting time is just excruciating. Yeah, but me being so ADHD, I love the fact that my hands are so consumed for that amount of time. Yeah, that's true. And it's tedious work, so it keeps me engaged. That's true. Um, so you started with a salon in Ohio. You then came to New York and Bumble. And then where? what's after that part of the journey? I was at Bumble for around eight years. Okay. So that took up a lot of my time here. Um, I taught for them, though, for five years. So I went to work in the South. So I had the Ooh, whole yeah, the South. Where? 13 states as my territory. Oh, so I man. had all of Texas over to Florida and then up to Tennessee. Oh, my goodness. My territory. Um, so <laughs> Did you like the South? I like traveling. In the yeah. South. It was so nice. The hotels are so much nicer they than are. they are That's up true, here. Yeah. Yeah. And bigger. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they care. And they care about yeah, so no, it was it was really good. It was a lot of traveling for that long, so I got pretty burnt out. Um, yeah, and then from there, when I was 
burn out, I was ready to start my own thing. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where the bridal thing came into play. Right. Um, so yeah, I worked on that for a while and then um, we kind of like went our separate ways because I knew like education has always been my thing. Yeah. Um, and I was starting to lose focus on that and missing it. So um, yeah, I moved into my own space and then just, that's where I am now. I think there's a lot of people listening <laughs> that they want, there's a lot of people listening that want to do kind of what you've done or they want to kind of have... The, I can name like 50 right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> they want to have the ability to be like, you know what, I want to just do coloring, I want to just do coloring or I want to break into education or I want to go to New York, I want to do all these things that you've done, all of mm-hmm. them. Um, how do you, what do you tell them to, how do you tell them to start? I think aligning yourself with people is the most important part. So depending on what you want to do, I think um, if it's if you want to work in fashion, mm-hmm. it's about getting on a team where you can learn the skills that you need to be out on your own. Yeah. Um, I've been on a few. I mean, I was on Bumble's backstage team, and then I was on Vito Palau's team for a little while, and then um, I and he's doing amazing things right now. Oh, I mean, Guido is like. Mm-hmm. The, the king. That's the biggest. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, but he's doing mastered right now. I think, correct? Oh yeah, he is doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Um, it's so funny how like everything ties in. Like you know, we have students and, and people we know that are part of mastered, and like yeah. Dre's one of our students, and everyone like, knows you too. All yeah, of our all of our other students, they're Dre. your students too, and so <laughs> and then we're all part of the left brain group, and it's just such a cool yeah. Community. And I think that's kind of what you're saying is it's alignment. It's who you're networking yeah. with. It's who you're knowing. But yeah, so that's, I think, but like I said, there's a lot of people out there. I know I was one of those people that living in Florida and doing hair for Aveda, I was like looking at all of these people mm-hmm. wondering how the hell did they, and then I realized they just did it. Mm-hmm. You know, they just did it. They made the jump and they aligned themselves properly with the right people. And what do you have to lose? Like, just you have nothing to lose. Jump off the cliff. Did you have fears about it? Like about every turn you took, or were you someone who's just like, I'm gonna do it? I mean, when I decided to move to New York, I was like in a cab. I think I, I just like walked up. I mean, they won't do this anymore. <laughs> I think I was like the person that got this. <laughs> you ruined it for everybody. <laughs> uh, because they're not. You're not supposed to just hire their your students, right? Um, but I think I went up and I remember having like my interview I didn't I don't even know how I got an interview but I was sitting with like the salon manager and she was asking me like this was in New York why I wanted to work there and I first of all I was really hungover and I couldn't really speak I had like <laughs> You're like, really you're like you're like speak. you're like please don't smell my breath <laughs> but I just like I just couldn't really say anything, and my eyes started welling up with tears. Uh, and then she was like, "I totally understand." <laughs> and you're like, "Thank God!" <laughs> and that was it. And then I moved. Like, oh it's so God. funny because I love like <laughs> we don't recommend that, but <laughs> but at the same time, I love horrible. that she still got up and go because I know you. That's when you're cool. hungover. Yeah. It's like it's like There's shut no- down everything. He can't get moved. Like I can't move. And so I love that you still mustered up the energy and to cry. kept your vomit down <laughs> to go. I just knew it was my last chance. Like, it was the last day I was there. I knew, like, this is – it was, like, a whole, like, thing opened up. And yeah. I was like, wow, I could do this. And, and I then, do think there are no rules. I think that yeah. there are rules and there's a little – we've created, like, a bureaucratic system for hairdressers. But the reality is 
if you meet someone and they like you and you connect, it's, it's over. It's done. It's perfect. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to now. Like I feel like when they tell you to come back with your resume, come back portfolio, it really just means come back. Come back. I'm really <laughs> not interested right now. But I have to. Say but if someone's thing. gonna sit down with you and like in that moment, in that like split second of like, I get it, you're hired. That's one of the. It's that's how I got to New York yeah. was with with the Sally Hirschberg team. And it was a, a split second thing. I had to um, make a decision. I, mean, I had to make a decision, and like, and it, it was one of those things where I bypassed all the rules. And it was another situation where I aligned myself. I had met someone at home. I was working at Home Shopping Network, and then I had met someone here in New York uh, that was on Sally Hirschberger's team for Home Shopping Network. And then I actually didn't. I wasn't interested in working for her, and I was more interested in meeting um, Mary Mary Brunetti. And because she's got, she like is the like lead in Interclub Fear and she's just working with some cool celebrities and she lives in the Hamptons and she's just like this cool chick. Yeah. Uh, her husband owns Brunetti Pizza uh, in the West Village. So if you ever go there, Head you can tell her that we said hello. But um, so I actually got her on the phone and I sent, I was like, well, you just look at our latest Naha shoot because we had just sent a Naha shoot. Mm-hmm. We look at our latest Naha shoot and give us your feedback. And she gave us her feedback. In about 10 minutes, yep. she looked at it, gave, called us right back, yep. told us it was a disaster, mm-hmm. and then was like, you need to move to New York. And I told her, I don't know how, I don't know anyone. And then she just said, go to Sally Hirschberger, tell her that you know me and you're in. And that was exactly how it worked. Yep. So I don't think there are, I think, like you said, nowadays it's hard to just do that. But I think if you align yourself with the right people, which is exactly what you said, it's that's how you do it. But your, I, I know that your uh, online classes, your digital classes aren't out yet, but they will be hopefully in the middle of the year, right? Around like springtime? Yeah. Um, we're aiming for mid-March. Yes. And I did it. I just filmed a preview of what they will be, which will be shown in Louisiana. Yeah. At cool. the Bayou St. Yep. Bond event. So you won't be there. You'll be in Hawaii, <laughs> hanging out and enjoying yourself. Hawaii, New Orleans, same thing. Yeah. I wish I could be. I really do. But uh, your video will be there, so people will still get to see you and see what you do and take your classes. So you you travel a lot for work, and you're kind of transitioning out of traveling so much because you're kind of getting sick of it, correct? Are you yeah. comfortable saying that? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. It gets old fast. Anyone who travels for work, I'm I think. Still, yeah, I'm cool with still traveling. Yeah. Just I think it's cooler too if you can get your students to come to New York. Who doesn't want to come to New York mm-hmm. and be in the environment and be right. part of that energy? Be with us. Be with us. What do you? We ask everyone that's on our podcast the same questions. One of them is, "What do you hate about the industry?" And hate's a strong word. Yeah, I know that kind of. Got me. I'm like, yeah, I hate, hate is like. Yeah. Let's just look at it like, what do you dislike so much that you just wish it would go away or change? Or change. Well, I just think um, I was thinking about this, and what I struggled with in teaching, especially, was seeing students that just weren't into learning. Yeah. Um, and for so long, I would like try to make them want to. Yeah. And I just, I, after a while, I just realized, like, they have to just want to do it themselves. So it really bothered me. But yeah, and we experienced that in coaching. We mm-hmm. have people that call and sign up and they want to talk to us. They don't want to do anything, mm-hmm. but they want us to, like, give them this, like, magic sauce that solves their problems. And yeah. doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like that. And honestly, we've had to let students go because they weren't doing the work. Yeah. Because it's not worth our time and, and, and their, their money, money yeah. to not do the work. So that's a... 
where but most companies would want to keep them just for the financial purposes. It's it's not worth our credibility. It's the same with you. It's like people come to you if they're not learning, they're going to go back and God forbid they're like it was an awful experience. And I've now, never heard that by the way. Yeah, I've never heard that either. <laughs> All of our students are like, we love Jane. I'm like, I know she's amazing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's a, that's a struggle. How do you, what do you, what would you say to people that, because there are people that have a hard time learning or they, or they can't focus or they, I don't know. There are people that have learning disabilities just in the sense of paying attention or asking the right questions. Like, what do you tell those types of people? Do you want them to be honest with you? Like, how do you deal with them? Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes I misread people too. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Some people. Sometimes I'm like up in front of people and like I'm getting like down the stairs. I feel like, and then I, it's like those are the people that are really processing it. Yeah. So um, they're like scanning you. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it might be too that they learn differently, mm-hmm. you know, and like maybe there's like even like a different avenue that they would be more interested in. Right. Um. That I don't know. So the solution is to take education that you want to take. Yeah. Do you get a lot of people that just take it because they were sent or? A lot of times. I mean, I think this was more in the past too when it was like when I was working for like a product brand that it was, they were not forced, but yeah, some of them felt like they were forced. I mean, I know big, big manufacturers and then they should go down to the salon and the salons usually get these informations for the classes and they just send everybody because they provide education. I just like quotation marks. They provide education for their staff, but it's not always something that you want to go to or you already experienced it. It's not inspiring. So right. it becomes work rather than right. art. Do you think that all brands out there have the stylist and the salon's best interest when it comes to education? Or do you feel that big brands really focus on just getting their brand to sell? Does that question make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean... You've worked with I've worked different brands, so it's hard to... Yeah. No, but I, I do think that... So, like, stylists can feel when somebody's selling something. Yeah. And it's like, and they shut the down edu- immediately. Exactly. And the education is based on selling. And I, I get that. I understand that product lines have to sell the products. And right. I enjoy products. I think they work. I think that, like, I wouldn't be able to do my job without them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I needed personally to take a step back and bring it back to just like the education part yeah. of it. Right. Um, so that's that too is part of what my personal brand of education is, is that I'm unbiased to product lines and I use what I think is the right thing for the job. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the like the companies in the industry have turned it used to be like that. It used to be very art based and now it's I think it might be turning to, back though. But it is. It's flipping, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> it's flipping back to the artist because we have so much control now with social media. Well, because we stood up and said we're done. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're going to go do our, like, YouTube, had, like, as much as you can get bad education on YouTube, it still has changed. Because people are out there wanting to give it, yeah. Yeah. I, I stress that to my students all the time. The I'm YouTube like, university. take 30 minutes to, yeah, take 30 minutes a day. Like, if you want more education, what are you doing? They're like, oh, there's no classes available. And I'm like, hello, there are education, there's education everywhere beyond your manufacturers. So, like, go, I was like, go on Instagram. You can learn a two-second hairdo and... And as much as we, as artists, we're like, uh, like, I hear so many rants from professionals, like, oh, all these people teaching on YouTube, or it's like, yes, it's not the best, but it's also better than the inability to learn. It's also, if you're smart enough and you're educated enough, you can look at them and be like, that's a really cool way to do it and appreciate it, but, but I know that 
I know that it's not going to correct. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you are combating that as an educator? All the different kinds of like What's outlets. Available? Yeah. Um. I don't think or do you think real stylists know the difference? Yeah, I think they know the difference, and I think that I mean I love the fact that there's video now, and I mean it's undeniable that that's just the way things are going. Right. But I also think that there's a real need for like one-on-one yes. education mm-hmm. where I can point to like a piece of hair and tell you why that needs to be cut or it needs right. to be left alone. Yeah. So I think that I don't. There, it's a mixture of both. Yeah. Sure. I think both are needed. I think you need to start with the one-on-one and then have the process of the digital to because you know how many times I've taken a class and it was so inspiring in the moment and then nothing was kind oh. of follow up. And or followed up, and it was, I forgot everything I learned, you know, and that's just not. And I think that's the beauty of video and audio and all these things that we now have. Um, what do you love about our industry? We talked about what we just like and kind of got a rant. So, what do you what do you really love about our industry? Um, I coming from where I came from and like working in a salon, that was that's what I thought I was signing up for in the beginning. I was like, okay, I'm and take clients all day which I'm also happy to do like I I love working behind the chair right. um, but I also love that I discovered that there's so many different you don't ever have to retire behind the chair you yeah. can do so my mom was a hairstylist for 20 plus years and she had nothing to show for it in the end it was like I can't do behind the chair with any work anymore because I can't price more you know I yeah, learned a lot of my yeah it's like you don't. You can do so many other things besides. Is there something that you haven't done yet that you're yeah. kind of interested in doing? No. You've done behind the chair. You've, You've done, done fashion. Fashion education. You've done bridal. Bridal. I haven't made any products, but I don't know that I would ever want to. Yeah, that's a whole other. Watch that come in the next year. She's yeah. like, remember when I said? <laughs> no, it is true. It's a, that's a tough world what, to break into. What inspires you? Like when you break everything down and you back away from everything you're doing and teaching, like who? Or what inspires you in the moment? Like, what do you? Just and it doesn't have to be hair. Yeah. Um, what inspires me? I mean, I definitely the people that I'm around yeah. inspire me. I as much as like I say, I'm not going to do fashion week. I'm not doing I think we all it. say. Yeah, I say we're like we're not year. doing it, and then every year I'm there. It's like if I don't do it, then I'm like, wait a minute, like what happened? Like now I don't know. It's like it's, you're out of the loop out of the loop and then it's I make a scary. I make a point to do at least one show yeah as long as I can do one show or be part of one team and do that and just get that experience plus it's content yeah like you need content to stay relevant I actually didn't do a show in uh, September I actually did a shoot that was promoting the clothes for the show so it was still involved in Fashion Week yeah. but it was such a different and I, such and a I different think fashion is changing too it's oh, yeah. less tent and more like um, presentations I can't remember what they were called, but they we did a presentation and it was so cool. It was in this like studio in the Lower East Side and it was a really big designer, which I'm sorry that I can't remember the name. Um, and they, uh, it was country Western themed. All the models were transgender. It was just this really crazy different. And I remember being there and being like, this is cool. Like this is. Hard, Hardman. Hardman, yeah. And, um. I just remember thinking it was really cool. You can see it on my Instagram at Caleb Bosher. There's some of the behind the scenes photos from September. But um but yeah, you're right. It's Fashion Week is one of those things where every year I'm like, I don't want to do it. And then every year 
I end up at least having to do it. And if you don't, you feel left out. Yeah. And Especially we complain about it, but then we want to be a part of it, yeah. But that's what inspires you, is the fashion part, I guess. The fashion, yeah, for sure. And, and just you're such a little person. fashionista. Like, everything I ever see you wear, I'm, like, obsessed. <laughs> she came in, I love her scarf, I love her purse, I love her And her husband is, like, this cool tattoo artist. Like, I they have a really it. good thing going. Love we it. try to mi- we're trying to mimic that. <laughs> we're trying to be as cool, but um, we always end up just looking like the twins from Shining like, when we try. <laughs> but it's like all black, all gray. Um, another question that we ask everyone is, "What is one of your craziest or funniest hair stories?" Um, Which we kind of talked before, so you didn't tell us this, so we have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's again going back to my classes, okay. Teaching, oh, no. so uh, I teach how to use the straight razor. Stop. I'm already freaking out. I know. I already see blood. I I have a couple stories. Oh, good. So, the straight red. I do too. It's horrible. I think it should be banned. Um, But this one I feel like was topper. So, teaching how to use the straight razor and how to like properly like fold it and cut with it. And I stepped away for like one minute to help someone. And First of all, assistants, this was, I didn't know that this was an assistant that was participating in the hands-on portion of the class, Um, but it turns out that was the case. So I walked over and all I saw was like a white hair, like drained of all the the blood in her face holding the straight razor (laughs) and then the back of her model's head, which this is a long layer class, so everyone knows. Except and for her. Except for <laughs> about like a three by three inch patch in the oh back of her hair God. where the hairstylist had like taken the blade and actually combed the back of her head. Oh my. <laughs> and at first I was like, so like in her skin or just her hair? I was like, you scalped. <laughs> you scalped her bottle. It was just like a white chunk. But it turns out it was bleeding a little bit. So she did from the scalp. She shaved the back. Of she her did head. scalp her. She did scalp her. I mean, she didn't. T- it wasn't. The skin was still there. The skin was there. But barely. There was a. <laughs> I'm holding my breath. I can't. I mean. What did you do? I was like, give me the racer. <laughs> you like, step away from what the girl. What did you do? Yeah, she had to. Somebody else had to finish. Well, her. what did the model say? Luckily, it was her friend. So I was like, you owe this girl for your friends for the rest of her life. Oh my God. How long was her hair? It was really long. Oh my god. That's devastating. Oh my gosh. You have multiple, you said. Razor stories? Yes. I mean, yeah, I guess it's just. It's always probably the similar, like. It's always similar. I mean, I've cut myself with it in, like, my apartment. You know, I was doing, like, I used to have, like, a little studio in my apartment. Yeah. And, like, messing with the radio and, like, came up and got myself. Stop. It's like. I have a story like that, too. I was, I have two stories like that. I was, um, texturizing with my shears and I just kept going and going and going and I grabbed I actually have the scar on my thumb and I grabbed I, the shears gripped my thumb and I pulled back we've all done that and I just started bleeding and I it's more annoying well no this was like I, you could it was like black and blue and you could see like you needed the bone I was staying there and I remember thinking to myself you can't freak this person out because they're gonna freak out if you freak out so I turned white much like the girl in your story and I look in the mirror and, and I say, I need, to, I need to excuse me for a minute. So I, she sees something, like I have blood just pouring from my hand. I'm walking to the back room. And the massage therapist, who's like this hippy, dippy, annoying woman, 
says, you don't, don't run it, like, don't wash it, just, like, hold it. And she comes over with a box full of rocks that are from the freezer that she uses as, like, her hot stones or cold stones. And she's like, put your thumb in here. And I'm sitting there thinking, gross. What? <laughs> First of all, are they sanitized? Second of all, how is that going to stop the bleeding? Mm-hmm. And it did. Oh. It was so, the rocks were so cold and colder than ice and they wouldn't melt. And it stopped literally everything from bleeding. Gross. It basically gave me frostbite. That's uh. what it did to solve the problem. And my second story is when I was texturizing again. Obviously, I had to learn a lot when I was younger. <laughs> um, and I, the earlobe, I cut the earlobe of this kid off. I cut it off. <laughs> I was 17 years old, texturizing someone's hair, and I had braces and blonde hair, and I was a little kid. It's so cute. Watch it. And I just texturized and talking, and then just chopped. And the kid, it was so clean. <laughs> the kid was like, he didn't really notice. Until all of a sudden, blood just started pouring everywhere. I, I just had to pay for his medical bills. And oh. They put the earlobe back on. It was oh a my total God. disaster. Okay, mine tops everybody. And it didn't happen to me. It happened to my mom. And I've told you this story before, I think. I don't know. Okay, so my mom was a hairstylist forever. And she was doing a razor cut on this little old lady who had, like, that short kind of, like, shaggy back in the 90s, you know, like, textured. Everything was textured as fuck. <laughs> and this old lady had worn earrings all her life, so her earlobes were really dangly oh. and like like not too dangly like she would still wear this, we like, know that yeah. dangly eardrums <laughs> like they would still wear cute. the earrings that like <laughs> would fall out you know all the time and so she was just ahead of the gauge game she was <laughs> so she was my mom was talking to her and she's like okay don't move your head and my mom was coming around her ear and the lady turned her head oh to God. the left sharply and said what and as my mom was and her swiping. Earlobe flew into the blade. It did. It. She clean cut it off. My mom said she watched it roll down the cape. <gasps> and my mom just grabbed a towel because it was instant blood and slammed it against this lady's face. And the lady had no idea, much like your kid, because it was such a clean cut. Yeah, that's the, I don't know. I don't ever experience thing. that. So, it doesn't really hurt. I mean, when you get your ears pierced. No, 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 no. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm grabbing my ears right now. So she, you know. I picture, like, you know when a dog puts their face out the window and their ears yes, flop around? Yes. That's how like, I remember that's it. how I picture this woman. They went to the hospital. <laughs> the lady did not charge her. This is this gets weirder. The lady did not charge her for the medical bill. She said that she's been meaning to do it. So the doctor actually just did both. Corrected it. <laughs> this lady stayed with my mom until she died. And my mom actually did her hair at the funeral. <sighs> Like her dead yeah. body? Yes. My mom did lots of her clients that had passed over the 20 years at their funeral. Isn't that crazy? And it scares me. I'm like, I bet you there's a lot of hairstylists out there. And we don't think that, like, we make oh. these connections with people that their family want us to do them in the afterlife. Oh, my God. I have sad stories that we can share, but this is not this the This is moment. not the time. But, but uh, <laughs> that is, that does trump all the stories. I don't Holy know how she survived that. I would quit right there. I'm done. I'm out. Speaking of like cutting old like things off old ladies, oh. there was a. <laughs> I had a. You were there at the institute. Maybe when this lady came in and she had been teasing her hair <laughs> and, <laughs> and putting dry shampoo in for like three weeks straight. It was it was but a bird nest. She came in saying, "I want I need someone to take out all the matted combing." <laughs> so of course we had a student start working on it. And the student comes over and she says, this is not... My favorite is when they don't want conditioner because they don't want it to lose their volume. But you're like, I need straight up olive oil to get this out. So we couldn't get it out because it was just mad. I'm pretty sure it was like things were growing in there. It was so disgusting. And so we had to like tell this old woman that we have to give, we have to cut all this off. 
And she ended up getting the best haircut of her life. Her hair was amazing. It was beautiful. It made her look younger. But please don't, like, the dry shampoo kick right now, which everyone loves and I love, it can be dangerous. Yeah. It is not a... Everything in moderation. It does not mean you don't have to bathe or, like, shower. (laughs) Now, mind you, she was an older woman and probably didn't know what she was doing, but it it was real bad. It was real bad. And... I mean, you don't, you barely wash your hair. Yeah. So you could run but it. But I love it's it. It's a warning to your future. Yeah. <laughs> I don't back home. That's the thing. I like, oh, the dirtier my hair gets, the more textured and PC. And- so lastly, uh, Dre, since we have you here, what, you've been in the Story of the Hairdresser program for a while. And what do you like about it? What do you, like, I think people hear us talk about it all the time. But they don't get to hear what, yeah, what do you think? other people think. <laughs> Not really uh, like you don't need to share anything personal because coaching yeah. is always private. But like, what is different about it? What did you? What's your experience? What with drew it? you to it? No, I need someone to like keep me on track. Yeah. So that I mean that was that's really like especially because I'm out on my own. Um, I don't have someone managing me, and I need I need to like have somebody things and like give me goals and like also brainstorm like because I'm out on my own and I don't have a team it's like, hard yeah. it's hard to like bounce ideas off of yourself yeah so. or like your spouse or anything <laughs> yeah, you just doubt yeah. yourself you're like is this good yes no yeah exactly so I think that's been the most important thing and um I love it I think it's been really helpful. do you feel that it's different than other coaching that you or other education that you've yeah I actually before I did destroy the hairdresser I I had a business coach for a while um and she wasn't I I can see where she was going but it was so much more business it just backed and it was like I was like oh my god I'm doing work like after she left every time it was like I never did anything that she like showed me so it I think just the way that it's like presented like by hairdressers that it makes sense to the hairdressers so that's yeah, I think it makes way more sense than. Yeah, <laughs> we think that it's cool, and we know that it's cool, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where people. It's like you talking about your education. It's kind of funny. Like you're like, I think that I'm. I like it. Yeah. but it's different when other people have taken it and they talk about it. So, yeah, we just like to know what people's experiences are, so we can share them with everybody else. Speaking of education and coaching and um, all that, you're offering our listeners something really cool today. I'm offering everyone 20% off a private class with me in my studio. That's awesome. So what it, so the promo great. code they're going to use is DTH podcast, correct? Correct. So DTH podcast is the promo code you're going to use. And to see what your availability is and to reach out, they would go to the leftbraingroup.com. Right. Yeah. You just contact Erin at the Left Brain Group and she can tell you what my availability is and also what classes I have available in my studio. That's awesome. And we're going to put this um, promo code and link up on our fan page on Facebook. So you guys can all uh, head there and click on it and just go right to our calendar. Um, but make sure that you use the promo code to get your 20% off. That's awesome. I'm really excited. So excited. And then uh, hopefully you can come back and talk to us again when the new classes and the digital classes come out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we'll go from there. Cool. But thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed fun. it. And we'll miss you in New Orleans. I know. But enjoy Hawaii. But enjoy Hawaii. You're going to actually, you're going to be in California right before you go. Yeah, I'll be in LA for two weeks. Um, I still actually have some dates. We're still figuring out potential classes for LA, like last minute, even like one-on-one things. Um, And then I have some classes in San Francisco before I come back. Perfect. So if you guys want to know more about Dre, you can go to DreDonahue.com. 
Okay, so you can also visit Dre on her Instagram at Dre underscore Donahue. Donahue is spelled D-O-N-O-G-H-U-E. And she would love to hear from you. So you can DM her, like her, follow her, talk to her. Stalk her. Stalk her. And love stalking. Her. <laughs> Great thing. And if you guys are interested in more coaching from Destroy the Hairdresser, you can always visit us at DestroyTheHairdresser.com. You can visit us on Instagram at DestroyTheHairdresser. And please, please, please send us your questions or your stories or your comments. Or any mail. Any mail. You all know that I love hate mail. Info which at we Destroy got the recently, Hairdresser. I know. Which I'm not going to read, but not we yet. got it. It's really good. <laughs> um, so yeah, so visit us, hang out with us, check out what we offer. Um, we have two classes coming up. We have Hair Babes and Hair Boss. You have till the 15th to sign up. Yeah, so if you work behind the chair, it's Hair Babes. And if you are a salon owner with the staff, it is Hair Boss. And we're going to teach you some, not some, we're going to teach you some really cool modern millennial business tips and tricks. Badass coaching. Badass coaching. Yes. So please check that out at our website, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Check us out at www.destroythehairdresser.com.